Investor intelligence provides general information only. You should consider seeking independent advice to see how this information relates to your unique circumstances. Please refer to the terms and conditions available at investorintelligence.com.au for more. Welcome to this week's episode of Investor Intelligence, your weekly podcast on all things investment, hosted by me, Jacob Kearns. As investors, we want to get the maximum return from our assets. And part of the allure of property is that you can exert some degree of control of your asset through things such as renovation, finance or tax strategies, but one of the more overlooked aspects is managing your property effectively to ensure you're getting the right rent and you're looking after your tenants so they stay with you longer. So joining me today is expert property manager from Harris Property, Renee Whitehouse, to outline how a good property manager should be seen as an investment rather than an expense. Hello, Renee. Hi, Jacob. So can you discuss a little bit about the experience of an investor who signs their management with you and what that day-to-day experience looks like? Sure. So I can talk to a couple of different things. So when we have a brand new listing come on, so the property is currently vacant, the owner hasn't had a tenant in there before. The process in that sense is that we would usually go out to meet the client on site at the property, do a walkthrough with them, have a look at the property, discuss everything that they need to know in terms of the property management journey. Mm -hmm. We would then have them sign a management authority, which then engages us to look after the property on their behalf. We would also arrange professional photography to have the photo shot so that we can then advertise the property online. Once that's done, we would then organise for open for inspections to be held. We would show prospective renters through. And once those inspections have been done, we would then hopefully receive a lot of applications, hopefully good applications. We would process those. We would do all the reference checks required and relay all of the information back to the owner so that they can make an informed decision with everything that we have provided them. So it sounds like there's a lot of initial work to actually find that tenant to begin with. There is, yeah. Yeah. And along with uh, doing the reference checks and the application process, what I also like to advise our clients is that because it's um, myself or my colleague Rachel that would be meeting them on site, we would like to let the owner know how we interacted with that particular person because someone could present really well on paper, but they could have been rude at the inspection or a number of things could happen to make us feel that they may not be the right candidate for the property, even though the paper trail might say otherwise. So providing the owner with all the tools and the right information that we get for them based on our reference checks, we'd like to tell them how we felt when we met the person and our gut feel. Yeah. So after you've leased out the property, what does that look like then for the investor? So once the owner has approved an application, we'll then go through and do a full condition report. Just to give you an example, I was at a three bedroom, two bathroom house a couple of days ago doing a condition report. It took me two hours just to do all of the photos and then another couple of hours after 
afterwards to compile the admin side of things. So it's a very detailed report. And then once we've done the condition report and the house is all ready, the house has all been cleaned, we then give the keys to the tenant upon their lease. Okay, and then inspections every six months? Yeah, so it is every six months. So we can only do two routine inspections per year, but we like to do the first inspection about three months into their lease and every six months thereafter. So we always advise our clients when those inspections are going to happen and if they are in town at the time and they want to attend with us or if they live in Melbourne, they're more than welcome to come along and have a look themselves. But we'll still provide them with a report at the end of the day with photos and anything that uh, needs attention. So we often advise our members to analyse their property portfolio in the lens of running a business. And in any business, client retention is a crucial metric that contributes to the overall profitability of that business. With this in mind, Renee, what kind of retention strategies could be adopted by an investor to increase that rental return? I think the most important thing is finding the right renter. So if you're an owner of a property and you're self-managing, you don't have a property manager involved, having the right person in your property to look after it is key. So you want to make sure that they're going to be paying their rent on time. You want to be doing those regular inspections to make sure that they're looking after the property conducting any maintenance that needs to be done throughout that period of time as well. So you keep your renter happy, but also you're looking after your asset. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's why it's such a process to begin with finding that right renter. So how do you go about finding a right renter and making sure they are the right renter? So in that initial process, what I was speaking to before about finding the right person when we do those open for inspections and going through their applications, the thing that we really need to hone in on is their reference checks. So you want to make sure that they are working, that they have enough funds in the bank for them to pay their rent and to pay their bond and anything that might happen in between if they happen to lose their job, for example. Also, their previous and current rental history. So we want to really make sure that uh, those references come back really great from those previous agents. We want to see a tenant ledger to show that their rental payments have been on time. I've also been asking recently for the routine inspection reports that those agents are providing to those owners just to see, you know, how the property is being kept. A lot of agents are quite willing to do that. Some aren't, which I understand. But at the end of the day, I think having a good relationship with outside agents as well to try and get as much information as you can is key. Right. So it's a lot more than just who has the most money on their application. 100%. Yes. And in regards to keeping them for longer, I assume obviously there's costs involved with replacing a tenant. Uh, So how do you go about looking after that tenant and making sure they stay in the property longer and they're happy. To keep the tenant happy, if there's any maintenance that needs to be done, depending on what it is, obviously, but it's in the owner's best interests to look after their own asset. Legislative-wise, they are required to keep the property in good order anyway, but the quicker the tenant reports maintenance, the quicker that we can then advise the owner, the quicker that we can then organise the relevant trades to attend. So I think that's really important. The other thing that's really important as well is as much as you can to try and have a good relationship and rapport with your tenant as well as an owner. You obviously have good relationships with your tenants. I've seen Instagram and stuff. How do you go about fostering that relationship that might differ to other property managers? I think empathy is key. Okay. I really do. We've all got our own lives. What my clients see of myself is probably only a 10 or 20% as opposed to them knowing the whole ins and outs of my life and vice versa. So I think that you have to treat people the way that you would want to be treated yourself. And I think it just comes down to respect and empathy. Yeah, fantastic. Here at The Property Mentors, 
We have decades of experience investing in property. We know what to look for and what kind of impact it can have on your portfolio. We have access to brokers, accountants, and property managers to make sure your portfolio performs. Visit thepropertymentors.com.au to learn more. So another thing I wanted to touch on is there's an ongoing rental crisis happening right now across Australia due to a lack of supply, which is, of course, driving rental prices up. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, I could talk about this for a very long time. I think we've seen a huge shift in the market over the last few years, obviously because of COVID and now with all of the interest rate rises that have happened over the last 12 months as well. Yes. In terms of trying to set a rent when we're advertising a property or if we are looking at increasing the rent if there is an existing tenant in place and the owner would like to offer them a lease renewal, we really need to look at what the market is doing in terms of what that local area is doing with comparable properties. We manage a lot of properties in estates all over Melbourne. Yep. So it's beneficial for our clients because we get to see what is actually happening on the ground. So if we're looking at advertising a brand new property, then we would be looking at what properties in the estate are doing with other agents who we've got relationships with, or if we've leased properties in there previously, then we would look at that and then adjust the rent according to if there's an extra bedroom or a bathroom. Yeah. And then the same goes if we are looking at doing a rent increase. But we would also dig a little bit deeper in terms of looking at RP data and domain and realestate.com for any outside information as well. Okay, so it sounds like there's a lot of research that you can do that a owner potentially can't do themselves. Correct, yeah, an owner might not have a subscription to the REIV, which we do, yeah. um, which then enables us to log into property data. It's a RV data system where we can check titles and confirm ownership. Then we can create comparable market reports, which we can also provide to our owners and renters if they request it, okay. depending on what the rental increase is, if they're an existing renter. Yeah. So the more information that we can provide to all parties really goes to show we know that particular market area. Yeah. So how do you go about finding that balance between getting that rent right for the rental provider and also keeping that retention approach in mind where you don't want to increase it too much and upset the renter. Is it hard to find that balance? It is a little bit hard, especially I found that over the last six to eight months with interest rate rises that coincides with us increasing rents. But the market is calling for those rental increases based on market conditions. So what I would suggest to a client is that if they're expecting a certain amount of rent, just say an extra $100 a week, for example, and the market is only showing, well, no, it's only worth $50 or $60 a week, I would provide them with that comparable market report to show a list of comparable properties. I would give my opinion. It's their call at the end of the day, but as much information as I can provide them will help them hopefully make the right call. And then if they say, okay, well, I want you to increase the rent by say $70 a week, I would then contact my tenant to advise them that this is what the owner is wanting to do. Here is a copy of the market report. Here is a copy of the lease renewal that we're willing to offer and the rental increase notice. If it's going to be a huge increase, something like that, I would always call the tenant just to give them a heads up first. Yeah. So they can actually see 
with that report, you provide them yes. what their rental market Correct. rough price is yes. on that. So can you give me an example of any technologies or strategies that you use to help clients get the best return for their property? We use some really great technology within our office. Okay. We use a 360 camera, so that does virtual tours. We use them for our advertising online. Right. It's a full walkthrough process. So you click on a link on the property ad and you tap throughout the floor plan and okay. you get a full 360 view of what that property looks like. Right. So that helps you get in potentially better renters. It does. Yeah. yeah. And it also, it's an added value to our clients too, because some of our clients, they actually don't see their finished property. Okay. They may live interstate or right. they just don't want to have that emotional attachment to it. So the more information that we can put online for prospective renters, the better I think it is for our clients. Yeah. Especially someone who's after that long-term home, it really helps them see the house and visualize what exactly. it's going to be like living exactly. in there. Exactly. And then people can, as you said, visualize and they would then sort of work out how their furniture is going to fit, what kind of furniture, all that type of stuff as well. And the other thing that we like to do for our clients with those properties that we do advertise online is we like to do a little video walkthrough as well. So what do you do in the video walkthrough? So with the video walkthrough, we stand at the front of the property and we literally walk through the entire house like you would if you were there in person, but you may not have a chance to get to the property on a certain inspection day. It just is another visualization tool for someone to look at the property to see whether it's the right fit for them. So they're not just looking they... at the photos. And... Correct. Yeah. 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 So it's a good idea for them to look at the video before they have a look at the property. Yeah. And what about your network? We have a really great network. So I've been in the industry for 22 years. Wow. I know I started when I was 10. <laughs> So I've got some really great relationships with old colleagues that I've worked with throughout the years, with mentors that I've had throughout the years. And with our office at Harris Property, we have a really great relationship with the team at the Property Mentors. Okay. So a lot of our clients are actually members with the TPM team. Right. So we work very closely with those mentors in what their clients' goals are, trying to help them achieve them through the properties that we manage on their behalf. Can you give me an example of how you've used your relationship with them to get a better result for your client? Malika and I work really well together and that's not to say that I don't work really well with everybody else <laughs> but the example that I'm going to speak of is regarding one of Malika's clients who is also one of my clients. This particular client, he has had his finance redone recently. The tenant's lease is due to expire in the next few months. So Malika and I often have chats. She wants to know what the rent increase is going to be or that we should offer them in the next couple of months so that then that would go back to Malika's client and the finance team to then potentially rework his figures knowing that they're going to get an extra 20 or $30 a week, for example. Yeah. How would that be different to someone who doesn't work like that? So if someone doesn't work like that, if they don't have a team that they work very closely with, if they don't have a mortgage broker that they work very closely with, there's gaps in that whole process that the client may not be getting A, the best interest rate for their home, but also B, they don't have that connection with the property manager to know what the rental return is going to be right. in the next few months time. Yep. So it's a bit of forecasting as well. So if the client knows how much they can potentially increase their rent by, then they can take that back to the finance team and essentially see if there's any differences in finance that they could get, which could potentially help them get into their next property yes. or 
improve their situation. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, we've already had you on the podcast for a full episode about the difference between a good and bad property manager and how it's black and white a lot of the time. Um, so if you haven't listened to that one, I definitely recommend going back and giving that a listen. But I want to ask you, Renee, what are some non-negotiable skills or qualities that you think make a good property manager? And how do you find out if your property manager has those? What questions can you ask? I think to answer your question, Jacob, I spoke a little bit about it before, but empathy and respect yeah. for both the both clients, the owner and the renter. Okay. As I said, I've been in the industry for a very long time. If you were to give your property to an agency who was offering you very low fees, they would more than likely be giving your property to an inexperienced property manager. Okay. So that potential inexperience of a property manager may not have the level of empathy or respect that they should have in that environment and they may treat that renter terribly. They may not know the whole process of managing a property from A to Z. They could miss something. And I think a lot of people who don't have that experience aren't going to look at the broader picture in that, you know, tenant retention strategy and and the implications that that has for the investor. Exactly. Another point I'd like to bring up is the fact that a lot of those cheaper agencies can be looking up to as many as 200 properties and that leaves them roughly, you know, 12 minutes a week where they may or may not think about your property. And we've all heard about the nightmare stories of tenants not looking after houses and the damage that comes with that. So if someone does suspect that their property manager doesn't have the capacity or just maybe doesn't care enough, how would they go about switching property managers? It's a very simple process. Okay. So we'd obviously have a conversation with that client. If they were wanting to switch over straight away, they would need to sign a management authority that we would provide them. Once that's been signed, we would then contact their current agent who's managing the property and give them 48 hours to hand the file over and the the keys. So once we've collected the file and the keys, we would then contact the renter and arrange for a time to pop out and inspect the property, familiarise ourselves with them and hopefully meet them on site and provide them with all of our details and processes for our office. Okay, easy. So no one's really stuck with a bad property manager. It's it's easy to get out of that. Exactly, yes. I actually recently took over a management from another agency or a new client of mine and the previous agent unfortunately hadn't conducted a routine inspection in over 12 months. Oh, really? The lease had lapsed. They hadn't discussed a lease renewal with the owner or the tenants, which also meant that the rent hadn't been looked at as well regarding an increase. I recently went out and met the tenants on site. I did a, a routine inspection. There was a fair bit of maintenance that was outstanding that was brought up at the last inspection over 12 months ago with the other agency, but they hadn't actioned any of the maintenance that the owner had approved. Wow. Yeah. So when I met the tenants at this particular property, they were very thankful that I was there mm. for one, but it also responded to many of their concerns and we're in the midst of getting all of the maintenance resolved for them. Yeah. So I guess that's a risk of not looking after your property yeah. properly. Yeah. And the owner, she's also happy for that particular tenant to sign a new lease and we're going to increase their rent slightly. Yeah. Well, thanks for your time today, Renee. It's great to get that perspective on how managing your property effectively ultimately is in the best interest for the investor to increase their return, save them time and prevent headaches down the road. So thanks for your time.
Thanks so much, Jacob. It's been great. What I would also like to offer uh, for our listeners, for the month of July, we would like to offer them a guarantee on our management services. Okay. So if you bring your property over to us to manage, and if you're not happy after the first three months, we will hand the file back to you and the keys, and we'll refund your management fee. Confident. Very confident. So great. We'll put that link in the show notes for anyone who wants to switch over. And like you said, it's a very easy process. And you get a guarantee. Yeah. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Renee. If you found this episode or any of our episodes helpful, please make sure to share and leave a rating to help us reach more people on their investing journeys. And of course, subscribe to be notified when new episodes drop. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Investor Intelligence Podcast. You can find links to our other socials in the show notes, including a link to the Property Mentors weekly blog. If you're ready to get your property portfolio in shape for financial freedom, check out Luke's latest book, Property Fit. You can get yourself a copy at www.propertyfitbook.com.au.